Welcome to Life Chats with Friends. I'm your host, Antonio Stevens, here to explore the untamed, unpredictable nature of being human, embracing the chaos, and dancing with the unexpected. Welcome to the show, Bucky. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. It is a nice, beautiful weekend, very fall and sunny. I'm enjoying it a lot. Yeah. Yes. And we had a beautiful nature walk yesterday, which uh, I'm so, so nice. grateful for. Yeah. Um, time well, well spent. Yeah, it was really great time well spent. Just being out there, a l- little bit removed from everything, just listening, some deep community and communion, um, walking through the woods. There's nothing more healing than that sometimes. Yeah. Absolutely. And I am so, so excited to have you on the show today. Finally, this has been um, in the making for some time now. I really value and appreciate your perspective. And I feel like and I feel like and hope that there is a lot that the audience will be able to take away from what we will share today. Um, before I get into that, I would love to very quickly introduce yeah. you. So um, for everyone listening, Bucky, um, our guest, um, he is a beacon of wisdom uh, and positivity, always ready to lend an empathetic ear and offer valuable insights. Bucky is a health and wellness guide who focuses on providing folks with a variety of tools that allow them to explore and navigate their own definition of physical, spiritual, and nutritional health. Bucky, once again, welcome to the show. Um, To set us up, so what we'll look to talk about today is something that affects many of us, um, all of us, in different ways, shapes, and forms, but it's really looking at how we go about tackling the unpredictable mm. nature of life, the the darker sides, um, shadows, if you would like to call them that, um, of life. And it's really doing so through vulnerability and then being able to leverage that to show up as your most authentic self possible, yeah. getting um, closer to self. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's an interesting topic. It's it's really interesting. And in, in our conversations prior to this, I was thinking about this morning, and I was just like, "Hmm, of all the topics Antonio could come to to want to talk about with me is vulnerability." <laughs> and I think that's because in our discussions they have been very vulnerable, um, uh, and we've really like gone in and laughed, and I think you've seen me cry, and like, and that we could be that for each other in a very mm-hmm. quick amount of time, um, uh, I think probably brought us to this space to be able to talk about it in a way and sort of, to your point, sort of demystify mm. that sort of just everything around vulnerability being either weakness or heaviness or negative and just framing it in a different way. So I'm, I'm excited for the discussion. Yes. Yeah. And... How would you, yeah, how would you define this? What does this mean to you? What is your relationship to vulnerability and um, yeah, um, leading and living that um, as a part of your lifestyle? Yeah, I, I, I think I alluded to this before somewhere when we've been talking, but I felt like when I was really young, as a child, I was always very sensitive and I was always very emotional. I wore my heart on my sleeve. So if I was super happy, I expressed it 
very outwardly. Anger, when I was mad, I was really mad. When I was anxious, I showed that I was anxious, I said it. And so for me, that was just like being a child who was had a little bit more empathy. And, you know, in our world now, we like to say I'm an empath. I, mm. I necessarily don't love that um, because we all have empathy in us. But I think I've had a greater degree and then sort of self-labeled as an empath and then in sort of the male label of my mm. body, you know, sort of how the external world sees me is that I was expressing all of that and the world was saying, no, you shouldn't do that. As a male, mm. you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't be sensitive. You shouldn't be anxious. Please don't cry too much in front of other people. Don't be overly happy because then that person is going to think you're crazy if you're mm. excited and everyone else is not. And that really concerned me. Um, and so I, I was sort of like, let's do some work here. Mm -hmm. That you know. And so I've done lots of, you know, part of my education was in emotional and creative intelligence uh, my master's degree, that's what I studied. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and so I really have done some work my, my whole life of saying, if this is a part of who you are, then express it more. But mm -hmm. it's a journey to, to get to that particular place. And so that's sort of my backstory to that. Yeah. And, and you'd shared uh, on the walk yesterday, yeah. um, doing your work and being able to recognize that early, yeah. like what, yeah, what did that, what did that look like uh, for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I think er, early on, I mean, one of those things was therapy, mm -hmm. you know, just going to a therapist and not really able to label or identify or know, but then a therapist saying, hey, this is really what you're going through. Um, and I'm glad you're here and we can navigate it together. So at an early age, identifying that there was there I needed a third party someone else to help me navigate it was really helpful for me and then I think having a good set of friends in college mm -hmm. where I felt that like I could express it fully and it was I was surrounded by a really great group of theater people who were charismatic and outgoing but at the same time saying hey I'm stressed out and I'm like oh me too and so I think having a group that, w that wasn't afraid to express their feelings made me feel so good. Like, oh, I'm a mm -hmm. sensitive, expressive person, but so are all these other people too. Mm -hmm. And so it made me more comfortable as I got older to say, this is how I am as a person. I'm embracing it instead of saying it's negative or weak mm -hmm. when it doesn't have to be any of that at all. And so it was great that I had those two things when I was younger. And I think yeah. the one thing or, or one of the key things that I took away from um, this shared experience uh, on this walk, on this hike yeah. with uh, our other friend was in the act of sharing our stories and past traumas and our lived experiences, it was recognizing that we are actually all more similar and yeah. alike than we think we are different. And so as we think about vulnerability, yeah. the more you get to do that or get in the practice yeah. of doing that it's kind of it's a little bit easier to get past and work yeah. through the things that may seem detrimental or like oh my gosh like to reveal this to the world yeah. would be like 
damaging to me and my well-being. Right. And I mean, and to go a little bit further than that, on the walk, we talked about some pretty intense things in our thing. But did you notice as we were walking and having conversation, because one person felt very comfortable in that environment, and so then I felt uncomfortable and shared my story and my truth, and you felt comfortable. And these were all very heavy things that we sort of like went through growing up. And I think that's the very first part of the reframing mm. of vulnerability the work that needs to be done mm -hmm. is you're getting together and you're saying it i always say lead by example mm -hmm. like hey i am stressed out in my life and this is why i'm stressed out i want everybody to know and i think what often happens if it's people who are caring or have been through it what you get in return is i've been there too and I'm here for you because I understand it. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you how I navigated. It may help you. It may not help you. Mm -hmm. But that's such a better positive feeling to have or an outcome. Just saying, I'm vulnerable and I'm anxious and I'm going to hold it in. I'm going to be angry and mad. And now I'm going to be mad mm -hmm. at you and the rest of the world because I feel like I can't express it. Just a better way to begin. And the first thing is by saying it out to someone. Totally. Yeah. And I think or yeah. the definition that comes to mind uh, is story stewardship. So it's a first finding like who are the right people that have earned the right mm -hmm. to be a steward yeah. of your story. But the more that the more people that become stewards of our story, that's us getting closer to self yeah. by being able to remove this veil of separateness with yeah. um, humanity. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree with that. I mean, we talked about Maya Angelou yesterday and her sort of work and recognition of that, like who earns the right to be in your space. And just that takes work. You know what uplifts you. You know what makes you feel good. You know who you can be vulnerable around. But the moment someone comes into your space and you're in a joyous place and they're in a negative space, you have every right to be like, no, not today, not today. This is <laughs> not, not today mine. Um, and, and really, and, and you know, the example, I think there's an example out here of saying, you know, she invited people to her house. They're mm -hmm. all standing there in a group. This person comes up and starts talking very negatively about someone that she cared very much about. And she just went up to the person and said, you need to leave is my house. Is this your bag? Is yeah, this exactly. Coat? There's the door. There it is. <laughs> Goodbye. We're, we're here to have joy and good yep. conversation. We're not here to talk negatively about people. And there was no questioning that, right? That just became a part of her belief mm -hmm. system. But I think that speaks to the work that you have to do in it, right? To know what your boundaries are, know where it's like, oh, it can make me feel anxious. But no, it's not making me feel good as a person. There's a difference right. in the line, right? All right, Bucky, talk to me. How would you define vulnerability um, in its most like simplest form? Yeah, uh, we also talked about this a bit yesterday in speaking about vulnerability. And I think it's association often is if you're vulnerable, you're weak. Um, and I just feel like we need to reframe the definition of it. And I'm a qualitative researcher, you know, I just mentioned this in the, in the piece before, and I've really studied a lot of creative, creative emotional intelligence and asking people sort of the why question. Mm -hmm. It's less analytical, but it's about to have a, an understanding of something. And this is what Brene Brown did when researching vulnerability, a lot of questions and observing people 
and having an understanding of that. And I think her definition that came out about 10 or 11 years ago with a counterpart of hers, and it's three. Mm-hmm. It's three parts of the definition of vulnerability. And the first is courage yep. to be imperfect. And that is such an important piece of that uh, because when we go to make a choice, it's never a hundred percent. Like rarely, when a person's <laughs> like, "Yes, that is it. It landed at exactly a hundred percent. The way I wanted it to be is the outcome." Yep. We rarely get that. Sometimes we get fifty or sixty percent that make us feel good enough about making the decision, but the rest of that is imperfect, right? Mm-hmm. And we're all doing that all of the time. So when you do make decisions or have big actions and they're not perfect. You should really have some sort of courage mm. to be like, that's okay. I'm imperfect and that's how it is. And I'm going to mess up and I'm going to screw up and saying, oh no, mm. it didn't go as planned. I regret my decision, right? You're going down to the negative place there. Mm. And we also talked about this a little bit too. It's that, can you start putting in you know, courage, the word courage in front of whatever you're feeling? Because mm-hmm. I think we often attach whatever the feeling is, happiness, sadness, whatever, um, uh, there's something negative about that. And so what if you put, have the courage to be angry? Mm-hmm. Well, what would that look like if you were really angry, right? Like our tendency, I think, specifically in that emotion is like, we're angry and like, let me go away from everyone and let me bury it or try to move on from it. Well, what if you had the courage to stay angry for a little bit? Feel it. Yeah, yeah. like what is the <laughs> anger? What is the anger teaching you? Why yeah. did this particular like sit in it? This thing made me so angry because why? Mm-hmm. Is maybe it didn't you know align with your core values and you're just tired after a period of time <laughs> accepting it anymore? Let it teach you something have the courage and whatever the feeling is Mm -hmm. if you're happy you you ride the happiness and stay in it as long as you possibly can but sit in it to say what brought me to this happiness and how can i go back to that more often right and so that to me just that one part reframing that Mm -hmm. sort of imperfectness to having the courage in whatever feeling is to is to feel it and let Mm -hmm. it be rather than trying to be so like, it's bad, I shouldn't be, let me move on from it. No. Yeah. I love that. And building on that, so similar to you um, in this definition, that's my first, I guess, robust exploration of vulnerability um, was actually with Brene Brown's work. But in my... I guess still relatively recent exploration of uh, self and kind of coming out at a macro level vulnerability to me on top of that also means like being able to tap into the intuitive nature of our essence and do, can you have the courage to listen to that and express and operate as a vessel or, yeah, as the vessel of truth? Mm. Um, 
and it's a practice it's scary it's messy it's managing your mind it's managing your thoughts it's being able to sit with your emotions and it's being able to figure out who are the right people in and around you in your community at work uh personally family that you can go to and be like hey like this is my experience and i have a friend like this and we get on the phone her name's goldie and it's like what are you learning here's what i'm learning and it's like it's going beyond the surface Mm. and it's like okay sure what's happening down here yeah and i think what you're getting at is is sort of the second part of her definition blend Mm. is the authenticity to be yourself and the work that it Mm -hmm. takes to be yourself and to show up as yourself. You know, the example I give to that is here in DC, this is a very generalized example, (laughs) but sort of you you know it, it is a very politically consultant, lawyer-driven sort of city. And what that does then is the way you dress has to be a certain way, Mm -hmm. polo shirt and khakis and suits, and that is the custom. And so then what you end up doing, right? Oh, we're going to a happy hour or we're going to this event. And uh, what's your choice of clothing? You conform. Mm -hmm. So in your head, you're like, no, I'm not going to show up in this bright thing or this like wild color, right? (laughs) Or I'm not going to wear all my jewelry or necklace. Let me just go in this bland khaki pant and polo shirt to fit in with everyone. So you're modifying your authenticity in that way. Mm -hmm. And beyond that when you're in that environment i always say no one's looking at your clothes there's they they want to see what the person is mm-hmm. you know what is your political prowess how much do you know can you speak to a conversation do you have a point of view that dress sort of goes away but we allow that thing mm-hmm. that very small simple thing just as our our attire to squash some part of our authenticity mm-hmm. that is not true to us right and so that's work to, to say you know what i'm going to show up to this thing not wearing a polo shirt uh, exactly <laughs> or a button-down shirt this happened to me a few, a few weeks ago i'll give you an example so i feel like and we talked about this a little bit i i don't always show up as masculine or Mm -hmm. or feminine it's just like whatever the mood calls for today that's how i show up and i let my dress indicate that now and so it was yoga a few weeks ago and i wore like a very flowy dress with these like spaghetti straps and it was like the whole way down and it was i could tell the yoga students were not accustomed to seeing Mm -hmm. me like that and i had like really big long earrings on that was just I would just felt sort of like flowy in nature and I was like loving it and the students were not mm. and I say that because I had to absorb that mm. I'm in my truth and this is how I'm feeling today but my students it's rubbing them the wrong way because but they're used, on them. exactly <laughs> not on exactly <laughs> and so it, it's on them to sort of process and learn mm-hmm. but you still have to show up in a space recognizing it's not always going to turn out to be happy for you. I could mm-hmm. feel the uncomfortableness and I had to live with it a little bit and like, okay, this is going to happen. And that's, you have to go back in your vulnerability and talk about it. I showed up in my authentic self and it really made people feel uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. And then over time, you get more comfortable with not caring about that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I showed up and I had a great time and I didn't care if they were uncomfortable. There's a little bit of work in that, in the recognition oh, of yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a great same thing. It's a 
that is that second part of her de definition in that it takes work to be your authentic self and to show up as that all of the time. It just doesn't happen overnight. I mean, it took for me years to show up teaching yoga class in a dress or earrings or something flowy. It didn't happen overnight. It's work to that. Mm -hmm. But it can be done. And you're going to feel far better afterwards. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, I 100% echo that. I feel yeah. like I'm in that on a daily basis. Um, working to defy the mold uh, yeah. or not working to defy the mold expressing and defying the mold having the courage to continue pouring into things like this yeah. and other things that I'm really passionate about and showing up um, 110% every single day yeah. and um, yeah I'm kind of getting to the point where yeah. I'm like <laughs> it yeah. is what it is like this is what's calling to me and I'm going to keep doing it yeah. and there's no destination in mind it just feels right yeah and every time there's a learning right every time you do this right and that's the beautiful part of the journey yes. yeah yeah and I think that sort of third part so you know we talked about the first you know having some sort of courage um, uh, to be imperfect and be a little messy and then uh, there's that part of working at the authenticity um, of yourself and what you bring to the table. And so that can be mm. a, a lot of work. Like, I'm messy and I'm perfect and I feel a way about it and I wore this and someone didn't like it. And as you're navigating that, the third part to me is compassion. Mm -hmm. you got to have compassion for yourself and others while you're going through it because they're learning something new about you or maybe something they didn't know or that they don't like all of a sudden you're learning how to stand in it be okay with other people like have some compassion if you like need a day like okay this is a lot for me i need to like <laughs> chill out and just be in bed right um like have some compassion for yourself and others yeah all right so um earlier you had mentioned or um kind of brought to the surface that many people oftentimes see vulnerability as a weakness are there any examples or uh, stories that you know or a story that you have in mind or that comes to mind um yeah. where you were able to be vulnerable and it actually ended up being you know a positive experience yeah uh, you know i have a few um uh, <laughs> but like going going back to that i i frame this as we all learn differently right and so when you're learning to be vulnerable or express your emotions I always think it's important that we have different tools and I think primarily we learn through our senses where someone can really learn through hearing or music does not work for the next person maybe they need some sort of visual sort of guide or exercise or taste or touch mm -hmm. and so I often provide a lot of tools that sort of navigate that person and say, oh, this is the avenue that really works for you. Sound really works for you. And so let's do these particular exercises in regards to sound to get you to a place where you can explore that emotion, feel good about it, be vulnerable about it, right? And so it's like having a toolkit. And I think that's the first place. So on my own journey, I sort of had to learn that for myself too. 
but I'll give you a more recent example. I'm blessed to have a really great group of friends, and often when we're together, it's at some event, a, a birthday, a housewarming. It's a lot of dancing, right? Mm -hmm. EDC music, we, I mean, uh, EDM music we love. And so a lot of the time we're in a big social group and we're sharing and it's communal, but we, we don't often get underneath the surface. Mm -hmm. And there had been a month or so where we were all, when I saw individually the person, we were going through some things, you know, there's work stuff that comes up and health stuff that comes up and relationships and nobody's talking about it. Yeah. Um, and so this is the same as me, like sort of leading by example and you doing it, expressing it out to the world is the first step mm -hmm. in being okay with your vulnerability. So one of the guys in the group was just like, yeah, I think we should do a pizza party. And I was like, this is a great suggestion, mm -hmm. but guys, then the, you'll come over and have a good time. And I knew going in before that I would facilitate the mm -hmm. discussion mm -hmm. and what we were going to talk about. And so we're all there and I was like, guys, I, I just have a question. And that is, how are you really feeling today? Mm -hmm. And I was like, don't tell me some surface sort of thing. I want us to just go around in the circle one at a time and say, how are you really doing today? And that exercise was, uh, you could tell that at the beginning there was some hesitation into how much was sharing. Mm -hmm. And this was the same thing. The first person went and the second, and we got the whole way around the group. And there was this sense of like, wow, we're hurting and we're going through it, together. and we're struggling, but in together. Mm -hmm. And what beautifully happened, they kept on going, I didn't say a single word. I was sharing sort of what I had been going through, sort of, I have like a neurological disorder that I'm like coming to terms with. Mm -hmm. And I, I felt like, wow, this is the first time I felt in a safe space to like mm -hmm. let it out and really talk. And then we kept on going around the circle, and the conversation was far more in depth and really talking about this is bothering me, it's why, I don't know how to process this, I feel good in this particular moment, this is making me feel good about it. And then the more in depth we got, there was more discussion. And the result of that, of that particular, like heavier discussion was from that point forward, the guys have all been checking on each other. Mm -hmm. You're doing okay, I'm checking in with you. And the the question isn't surface anymore. When we're out like, oh, you good? We're dancing, ha ha. No, it's like, I've got some hugs. I've got to lean in the air. You doing all right? Your week been okay? And so that has been a beautiful result of everyone just sitting down and saying, this is where I'm at. Here's my vulnerability. You have it. We all shared it together and you feel safe about it. And now we're all checking on each other. That is like a beautiful outcome, outcome of allowing yourself to be vulnerable. Yes, yeah. and I hope if, nothing else uh for people watching if you take nothing else away yeah. from this it's again and to bucky's point in sharing that yeah. story it's we are more similar than mm -hmm. we think we are in our experiences that we are having or that that we may be going through and so there is comfort in community knowing mm -hmm. that you are not yeah. alone there is comfort in having a shoulder to lean on and having a safe space to bring the heaviest shit you may think yeah. you have <laughs> like 
there's a good chance there's someone going through something heavier or something very similar to what you're going through and help is there if you need it. And if it's not a friend group, then nothing substitutes um, professional help, whether that be a psychologist, therapist, um, etc. I guess to kind of wrap this specific question or uh, this question in particular, um, something that my therapist shared with me, uh, you know, as a seeker, if there are endless possibilities in this universe, in this thing we call life, how could you ever arrive? And that really got me to stop and think. It's like, oh, this learning process is never ending until the day you keel and like peace out from this physical plane. (laughs) I absolutely agree. It is all a journey. I mean, I I really hesitate to say there's the destination at the end. Like same thing with with goals, with dreams, whatever you achieve them, you've arrived at the destiny, but you still have to go. Yeah. You have to go on past that. You can't just be like, Oh, I'm good. I'm just stuck here. Um, uh, that's a learning. The destination is still learning and you move on and you continue to move on. So I, I always think it's about the journey. Yeah. Bucky, we have been talking for a while now and I would love to invite you to um, engage us all in a practice of some sort, um, meditation practice or a tip, tool, insight that we can all add to our toolboxes and for Anybody that is watching this or listening um, here in the district, in the DMV, at the end of the show, Bucky will tell us where um, he teaches, and uh, please go and check out one of his classes. They are awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, I I said this, but we we all learn in different ways, and so I think each person getting to a place of vulnerability or having access to a particular feeling and sitting with it the journey may look different for me than it does you. And so a lot of the times I explore with people, primarily through their senses, what those tools are. So taste might work for someone to trigger a memory, um, sound, listening to a piece of music, visually looking at a piece of art or something on the wall. So just think about sort of our senses. And so I guide people in that way. And I often have a mindfulness part of all of my yoga classes and I try to change it up because once again people learn differently so I try to bring different activities and see what resonates with folks and one that I really really love is called the love and kindness exercise Mm. Um, uh, it is not uh, similar to what I told you about the music therapy but it happens in a different way so you take the first minute and you sit there you close your eyes and you visualize someone right in front of you like six inches away Mm -hmm. and I give cues like what environment were you in what does their nose look like what do they smell like their hair and so you're there and that person you really love is really close to you and you say a phrase and one that often works is I love you and see you exactly as you are Mm -hmm. and so you close your eyes you visualize the person that you love and you say it for a minute to yourself we totally reset eyes open you reactivate second minute you go back in this one becomes much harder for people Mm -hmm. you have to do that same thing with a person 
that you don't like so much or is giving you a hard time in your life or you have a broken relationship with that you're trying to heal. Mm -hmm. So the same thing, you have to visualize them, there they are, they're hurting you or it's broken and you have to say that same kind thing to them. I love you and see you exactly as you are. Mm -hmm. It only gets better. I always loved the third one and I have gotten so much from the third one Mm -hmm. in observing people from this. And the third person is yourself. Mm -hmm. In observance of that, of being the teacher and the guide, you even see folks face changing as they have to realign with sitting with themselves. Mm -hmm. It's a very eye-opening, like, do you know what your nose looks like? Have you touched it? Mm -hmm. Do you like where it falls on your face? Do you see the beautiful beautiful intensity of the color of your eyes? Mm -hmm. That one is the third one, having to say it to yourself, I think is the most powerful and the hardest bit of the work. Because it's so easy to just move in life, talk to everyone, other people but the self. Um, and it's one minute of saying, I love you and see you exactly as you are to yourself. Mm-hmm. Tons of tears. I've got tons of tears from that. It's such a beautiful exercise to do. And it's called love and kindness because that's what you're really saying mm-hmm. to someone that you love out there, someone who is hurting you to yourself. It's such a beautiful exercise to do. It yeah. also puts you back in this place of personal power mm. and control when you are able to it's like not putting anyone anything outside of your heart yeah. self-included yeah. really it's just a really great exercise yep all right so time for some Fun, exciting questions. More I'm excited questions. for this. Um, so, Bucky, uh, what's the first thing you do in the morning to set a positive tone for the day? Yeah, so I do three things. I mean, almost, cons- I would never, I, w- I wouldn't say 100%, but <laughs> every day has a very similar cadence. And the first is belly breathing. And so I'll, I'll show you an example of the belly breathing, a little harder on myself. Um, but generally when we breathe, normally we breathe sort of up here into the heart, into the chest, and that's where we're comfortable breathing. And it is focusing the intention way down in the belly. Mm. And so I often place my hands at my belly and one at my heart. And then I think, push out my belly fully. And I call this drunk belly. Mm. Um, so it's like you have a big drunk belly and then you have to take your hand and push the breath back in. And so what happens is that the belly lifts and then the ribs and the chest lift after. Mm. And then you scoop it all in. And this to me is just a very beautiful grounding, calming breath. Mm. I do about eight to 10 cycles of this and then I wake up. And that's how I prefer to start my day. After that, my laptop is on my kitchen table. I go turn on NPR. I wanna hear the news. Um, what's happening in the day and a cup of coffee. It is that sort of cycle is how I wake up in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Can you share a book or a movie that has had a significant impact on your life? Yeah. And so there, there are two of these. Um, uh, this one is the one you have here that I shared with you. Yes. Um, I love that you have it on your stand. Uh, it's called Meditations on Self-Love by Larissa Mattingly. Um, and why I love it so much is it's easy and accessible. I, I think often when meditating or exploring our feelings, 
we think it has to be a certain way. And this book really throws all of that out the window. It's small paragraphs, sometimes ask you a question, hey, or just think about this. It's really easy, digestible ways to get into meditation. And I love that it, it can be simple and it doesn't have to be overly complicated. And so this book is a very, very good example of getting into it in a nice way. Yeah, It has been <laughs> a key part or has become a key yeah. part of my uh, daily ritual practice yeah. as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, reading one of these a day, uh, one of the sections a day, and then going into the day with that thought and reflection. Yeah. And oftentimes it's a reminder that it's not that serious. Yeah, it's not that serious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's something beautiful and light about the whole book, right? Yeah. 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 Next question. One word that describes your approach to challenges. Measured. So I really am very, very specific when it comes to a really big challenge in my life. I don't be like, oh, I'm just going to jump right in. Whatever the first thought that comes to my mind, let me handle the challenge and then go for it. No, I often do it in such a way that I feel like I use a little bit more of like my rationale or my intellect. It's like a pro-con list. Here's the left, here's the right. I go down the list. I weigh the options. After that, I let my emotions come in okay, how is this making me feel? How do I want to feel? And it's like a combination of both of those. Sometimes if I still feel like I don't have it, I will seek advice from my closest friends or external forces when I don't. And so it's a lot before mm -hmm. I, I go through a big challenge. It's very measured and it takes time. Yeah. I love that. If you could have dinner with one historical figure, who would it be and why? <sighs> Gosh, we've talked about this, and you're probably tired <laughs> of me talking about uh, Maya Angelou. Uh, but she is the person that I would just love to have uh, dinner with. She was such a force in her life. Uh, yeah, and uh, we, t we talked about this a little bit yesterday, but even her name is a name that she made up in her life, and I always think it's a fun story to share how she got to the name, mm -hmm. um, because her real name is Marguerite Johnson. And her little brother had a lisp, and he couldn't say her name, so he just said my, like, you, like you're mine, you belong mm -hmm. to me. And then he also liked to read a lot, and so he really liked uh, literature about Mayan Indians, and mm -hmm. so it became Maya, um, and then she had a husband, and his name was Angelo, and so she took the name, and so then she just created Maya Angelo from the name, um, and we've got this just phenomenal human being. Mm -hmm. She is the full to me, the full expression of a life lived. Well lived. Well, well lived. I mean, she went through some shit um, and turned all of that into, I'm gonna be a poet laureate, I'm gonna gold. be a writer, right? <laughs> she, she, was, she was a dancer, she was a singer, um, uh, she lectured all throughout the world, and so way to take your adversity and the heavy things that you go through and turn them into teaching and gifts like that is a full expression of a life well lived. And uh, I'm just so enamored by her being and what she gave to us in the earthly plane while she was here. Yeah. Echo that. Yeah. And are you able to share with us a personal mantra that keeps you motivated? Yes, this is Andre DeShields, talented Broadway actor who has been in the business for 50 some years, I believe. Sorry, Andre, if I got the math wrong. Um, but. <laughs> 
He won his first Tony Award at 73. And while he was accepting the Tony Award, he got up and gave some advice. And this was the quote he said, slowly is the fastest way to get where you want to be. Mm. Um, and that rings so true to me. I think specifically as I get older, the slower I go, the better. I've learned so much from the journey and the steps and not you know, the destination Jesus. or what the dream is. It's everything along the way is the thing that's teaching you. Yeah, so we talked about it a few times during this, but I always want to like help people have a toolkit and that can look differently for everyone. And so this is sharing a little bit of like my own toolkit. And so I write, you know, I, I, I'm a writer as one of my hobbies. And sometimes I get stuck. I would never say writer's block, but I get stuck. And so a dear friend of mine, Drew, who is, you know, one of my closest friends, I mentioned him yesterday, I can't wait for you to meet him, mm -hmm. um, uh, gave me a deck. It's called Best Self. And it is a written deck where you just pull a card and then it's a prompt for you to write. Um, and it has helped me so much in the writing process. But past that, the questions are really beautiful questions. And so I was like, you can do these in your own just reflection. I don't have to necessarily write it, but I will pull one out, think about it. Oh, where is that sitting with what I'm currently feeling? Um, or some stuff that I hadn't thought about for a while, the question has brought up. Um, and there are different sort of categories and sections in the box. There's random, there's love, there's family, there's about the world. Um, uh, and so I just pick pick one out and I reflect on it. And it's really helpful for me. Awesome. Um, uh, What's the name of the deck? It's called Best Self. Okay, um, perfect. You easily just Google it. You can get it from Amazon. It is a, a white and orange box. Um, such a helpful little deck. Um, yeah. And so I brought some. Awesome. And so I just picked out random cards. I didn't even think about them. Um, uh, and then uh, you just get to pick. <laughs> you just get to pick one. All right. We'll go with the red one first. Okay. Um, the category is relationships. And the question is, what conversation do you need to have today and with whom? Ooh. Today, uh, I feel like I had most of my conversations yesterday, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> between the walk, uh, yeah. the hike, and afterwards I called uh, one of my best friends, um, I, who I consider soulmate as well, but mm -hmm. how deep we can go in. Yeah. our lived experiences even though they're so different and then still being able to see each other and come back to like oh there you are yeah. cool cool yeah, yeah. all right <laughs> yeah. but i would say probably my mom um yeah. just checking in and yeah. continuing to nurture our relationship oh, amazing you want me to you want me to do it to myself no sure. yeah all right um uh so once again, because this is a writing deck, the first word is write about a time you walked away from a person or an opportunity. Um, uh, hmm. Uh, <laughs> this is a good, uh, I think the place that I go back to and walking away from an opportunity that, that sticks with me, I was in banking 
for 10 years and I was a really young banker and I was very successful. And uh, I was 28 years old and I was very unfortunate to like be the head of our loss prevention um, division for a whole bunch of uh, branches and uh, I had an assistant and you know the nice corner office and all of the things and uh, it was sort of like at the height of my career and I walked mm -hmm. away um, uh, and I remember some of my boss and friends saying there was so much more opportunity because you're in this place and you could continue to grow mm -hmm. but it wasn't serving me mm -hmm. um, uh, when everyone was telling me you're so stupid um, for walking away from this and wanting to take more opportunities in banking and grow myself because I felt at that particular point I was working 60 or 70 hours a week there was no self-care it was mm -hmm. like I had to do this to prove to be successful mm -hmm. and at the end of that was to whom to nobody yeah and then it was about the stock price and how much you you know didn't lose and all of that and I was just like there is no value mm -hmm. or intention for this in my life right now and I just walked I absolutely walked away and didn't take the opportunities that were supposed to come from that um, and I'm so Kudos glad to you yeah I'm so glad <laughs> that I did yeah uh, that I didn't listen to everyone that was like ah, don't do it um, but I walked away yeah yeah brilliant Bucky where can people find you yeah, I, you know, there are so many of the platforms, <laughs> um, uh, but my real, like, focus platform is Instagram, uh, uh, so you can find me on Instagram uh, if you would like a wellness uh, session or a meditation session or a mindfulness session, you can always uh, directly message me on Instagram, and then here in the district, I teach at Yoga District at the Bloomingdale uh, location every Friday night, it's a nice great way to end the week um, and then I live in Fort Totten so I teach in One Life Fitness there as well so if you're in that neighborhood come on by and take a class uh, yeah so you can always come take class with me uh, or direct message me I'm always available and respond in a timely fashion yeah yes thank you so much mm -hmm. uh, for the time and yeah. space safe space shared today um, and for all the insights that you were able to deliver to this audience and to me personally yeah. as well. I feel like every time we talk, I'm like yeah. picking up new things. Little nuggets. So thank you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, it, and it's the same for me. These last uh, two days that we've had together have been so joyous and eye-opening and uplifting and wonderful. And we need to have more of this. And so thank you for bringing it to us um, and having a platform for it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you to everyone out there uh, that continues to tune in. I really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. Um, if you did enjoy this, please do go ahead and share this with someone else that you think may find value in this discussion. If you're watching this on YouTube, please click below to subscribe. Um, everything helps to grow the show. Um, thank you all. 